Like, where is you? Oh. Hi, guys. It's Friday, April 16th, and you're tuning to Two and a Half Hoopers, Antoine Jameson's favorite basketball podcast. I'm here with Josh Rhodes. Was he an all-star? I think once or twice. Maybe. And George Martin. One of my favorite mid-2010s Lakers, Antoine Jameson. Lakers, really? I was <laughs> there for like a year. Mid-2000s Wizards? Uh, I'm a homer. Mid-2000s Cat. Oh, my goodness. I'm a homer. George here is dressed in UCLA hoodie. Uh, for those who don't know, they did not win uh, the national championship, but uh, he's still <laughs> rocking it. Uh, I'm wearing a hoodie because I want to go shirtless, but they said no. Uh, but anyways, uh, we got a good show for you guys. Recap last day's a ball. George's halftime ended off. We're going to give – I'm going to give the guys some players in the NBA right now, and they're going to tell me what their chances are making the Hall of Fame if they're on pace to do it. I remember he, if you he, like, he like, made it twice. Hmm? He made it twice. Who did? Antoine Jameson. I yeah, the, all, the All-Star team? I think at the Hall yeah. of Fame, I was like, sheesh. But, uh, yeah, instant Twitter, all that fun stuff, socials. I think Frankie the only one to comment last time. Did not comment when I told him to. It's not an avid listener. You're on the podcast, man. Sorry. At TH oh. instant Twitter. Drop a comment for giving support. Uh, let's get right into it. Wednesday, April 14th. Uh, Bucks beat the Wolves, 130-105. Raps beat the Spurs, 117-112. Clips beat the Pistons, 198, without PG or Kawhi. Uh, Knicks beat the Pelicans, 116-106. And Pacers beat the Rockets, 132-124. Uh, first game, excuse me, to talk about is the top two seeds in the East matching up in the Sixers winning, 123-117. Uh, no to KD, Harden, or Blake in this one, so I don't know how much weight y'all are going to put into this. Uh, but Kyrie had 37 in the L with the ultimate green light. And Embiid beasted having 39-13, and 13, although he was kept pretty inefficient up below 50%. Uh, what did you guys take away from this game, if anything? I'll start with Josh. Uh, George's boy Nick Claxton produced a unefficient 21 minutes with three points and three rebounds. So, uh, like you said, uh, Lehman, uh, Brooklyn never led in this game, so I don't really take too much away from it. Except maybe I might be. It just shows how good uh, Brooklyn is because they managed to kind of keep it close with only one of their players, and when they get KD, Harden, and a Blake fully healthy and they run that full lineup you have to think for 40 almost 40 from Embiid 26 from Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons was still uh trying to get that first spot for a defensive player of the year I think it's a little concerning for Philly but obviously this was a good game a good look for Brooklyn uh because they managed to keep it close without all their players so you're keeping the the Brooklyn positivity because just because they held in here it's a participation trophy I see you all right George so actually I'm going to piggyback off of what Josh said because he does bring up a good point. Uh, especially in the fourth, Nets were getting blown out. Looks like it was headed towards that. And uh, they went on a 16-2 to two run. And something interesting that sparked that, while Kyrie was on the bench, so strengthens Josh's point even more about just truly how deep this is. Nash pulled him, and everyone thought, okay, you know, this game's over. They're going to roll with their uh, garbage time lineup. They go on a huge run. Kind of reminded me when uh, – when Harden got pulled in that playoff series, when they were coming back down through one against the Clippers, and uh, Josh Smith was going crazy on the court, Terrence so, Jones. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah, so it's it's an interesting move. It's it's kind of an adjustment, I guess. You know, Doc Rivers almost blowing a lead is very Doc Rivers like, and you know, oh getting, low blow. We're getting to the playoff. We're getting to the playoffs soon, so we'll, we'll see. But yeah, that's what I took away from it on the net side more. You know, I've called them the deepest team in the league, and they they proved their depth uh, this game. Um, I actually don't know 
like I I know where you guys are coming from. Like, oh, they held in there. But you said it came in the fourth quarter. I assume not a lot of the Sixers starters were in. No. So, I mean, at that point, so Sixers were blowing them out. Um, it was headed towards stars. that, and then, yeah. It but wasn't then, okay. When you say like that, that's very misleading. It was they opened it up a little bit, and you could see it coming, going to be a blowout, but it wasn't like already in that direction. Oh, yeah, I said it was heading towards one. He was correcting me. Uh, oh. But uh, one thing I, I will kind of see here is in this game, watching it and look at the box score now, uh, it was really a three-man show. Uh, ben Simmons, Spicer, Shwell Embiid. I uh, did not get Daniel Green and Seth Curry involved as much as I would like to see. Uh, a combined nine shots, six of them from three for Seth and Danny Green. Uh, Shake Mitlin came out the bench, played very efficient, uh, but only got eight shots up. And a guy that normally is your kind of spark off the bench, I would expect more than eight shots. Uh, Embiid, 13 for 29. Uh, so I said they're missing KD, they're missing Blake, they're missing Harden. No, those guys are going to stop Embiid. So do you guys kind of see this throughout their – that like when this these teams kind of clash in the playoffs, it's going to be and be taking thirty shots. I yes. hope I, I'd hope not, but <laughs> it, it might happen. Why would you hope not? I don't know. I feel like you need to spread around the ball more, and especially Ben Simmons needs to create more open shots for his teammates. Like Seth, he had nine assists. Yeah, but Seth Curry only taking five shots. He he needs to have well, George. More we've ex- we've talked about how the perimeter play from Brooklyn is. Uh, impressed us especially with bruce brown why not joel Embiid's like the one player that comes to the top of my head where it's like they really don't have like a key definite answer i mean for anybody in the east honestly not like deandre stopped him but he didn't make life a little bit he had 40 almost 13 of 29 is yeah because he he had 10 free throws so yeah how do you how do you think he got the so he was hacking him (laughs) That's how he was stopping him. 40, almost the whistle, 40. The whistle There's nobody that can stop in the, Joel in the Eastern Conference. I'm just saying, on with, with DJ kind of made life a little bit uneasy for him. 13 to 29. I don't know how many times. Ten of them are from free throws, and, and you know so how if, if we really if we really deep dive into this, I mean, Embiid 11 free throws attempted, 29 field goals attempted. That's upwards. I mean, do a little 35 shots attempted, and only six of them are threes. This is what this is what I need to see from Embiid if this this six gonna have any kind of chance. I don't know why George, you're thinking like like I pointed out I like Danny Green, Seth Crane involved for other series, but like like Josh mentioned, they got their perimeter play for Brooklyn is not a bad defense. They got some guys, especially like Harden, if he digs in, he has the tools to do it on 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 the perimeter. Um, but yeah, I, they don't have a stop. They don't have a way to stop Embiid, and I think that's the way the six are gonna win this one. Yeah. All right. Um, moving on then, uh, the Warriors beat the Thunder in what would have been a pretty uneventful game besides the fact that Steph had 40, on, 42 on 20 shots and uh, Draymond Talley a casual 16 assists. Uh, this was the second 40-point game in a row for Steph, and if we include Thursday's game too, which we'll get to, uh, he scored 30-plus in the last nine games. Uh, also, random ESPN uh, stat, he now has the most three-pointers in three games in NBA history. Don't really know how, who has the most in two games. Who knows? Not but, Steph. Um, not Steph, uh, but I need a yeah. lot of random stats. Uh, y'all have anything to add to them or just about Curry this season in general? I'll start with George. Well, we, we've alluded to this. You've said it. I've said it about how Steph just is going to have to do this to will this team to the playoffs. And it's been as impressive as his 2016 stretch. Uh, his efficiency has dipped a little bit, but with him having to, you know, literally be the one guy to do everything on this team outside of Draymond's facilitating and defense. I mean, it's been damn impressive. And, Speaking of Draymond, his point totals have gone up a lot too in these stretches of them winning 12 points in this game. I, I, I like I said, I need 12 to 14 from him every game. 
Josh. I mean, they had four other guys, five other guys in double figures, so that's also a good sign. Yeah, you're paying the third, 10 and 10. Yeah. 10 minutes, 10 points. (laughs) South Bay Lakers legend. That's really what they need. We kind of already harped on this. They just need Curry to be the Steph Curry that we've seen and been blessed with for the last five years and – uh, they just need some somebody to show up, <laughs> and they got a lot of that, so that's a good sign. So, a few things. We'll get to the quick one, quick ones first. Uh, can we? They just start Kent Bazemore instead of Sexy Kelly. Like he's just better. Like Kent Kelly know. was Kelly rested this game. Kent Bazemore, fifteen points and eight shots. He saw it on defense too. Hit, hits the corner three, kind of like KCP does. You don't really see him miss. Uh, two. Um, George, where do you stand on? Because you always go back and forth. You go, Steph needs more help, and. Steph needs to keep doing this. So, like, where do you kind of stand on this? Because well, I mean, I've, always, I've always been on that he needs to keep doing this trade, kind of like Russ in 2017. Yeah, I mean, I'm just asking for, like, the guys, you know, Wiggins and, and Bazemore and Ubre just, just to be more efficient and better. I mean, at this point, they but, – they, But earlier you said that they needed other guys. Well, obviously, it's, we're at the point where they can't get anyone else, so now it's kind of transitioned more into a, all right, you guys just need to step up for – for Steph, because I mean, he he can obviously do this as we've seen. He's done it over ten games, but I would just like them to alleviate more uh, more of the pressure. That's about it. Um, and then third, uh, last one here. Uh, listen to no dunks, and they brought up a good point. He had eleven threes in this one, uh, and only sixteen attempts from three. When do you guys think he'll take back the record? Because right now Clay has it. It's fourteen, correct? Fourteen is the record, so you'd have to get fifteen to break it. Why not this season? I think with the the demand he has to have uh, for him to win, for for them to win games, I think he could do it this year. Do you think it has to be in a close game? Because he got pulled in this one. Obviously, he wanted to go back in. Unfortunately, I don't know if Steve did it as like a joke, like you know, keep Clay happy. But I don't think they would risk putting him back in because he is their everything right now. This season, Josh. Playoffs. You think it'll happen in a playoff game? Or a play in play in maybe they play it, it they wouldn't play. count it wouldn't count that's true really because it's it's the stats not well, don't count that's the, that's the joke it doesn't the stats really don't count that's crazy um me and josh always talk about that what if what if the Aaron fox drops 110 well, you always say <laughs> carl towns that's what's funny you always yeah, say but carl towns is not in the play anymore um yeah no warriors talk uh, game of the night was an important one. Seven, eight seeds uh, matched up in the Mavs beat the Grizzlies. 114-113, thanks to a Luka Magic buzzer-beating floater. Uh, three-pointer, that is. Uh, Luka led the Mavs with 29, while Valanciunas killed Porzingis in the L, dropped to 19 and 16. Uh, George, take me through the last few plays. And uh, was this a lucky shot by Luka? <laughs> what is this, Mickey Mouse game winner? No, I mean, hey, all-time <laughs> – all-time greats have have crazy, you know, shots. Kobe has that ridiculous bank over D Wade when he won that game. Uh, but On my last, birthday. Thank you, Josh, for adding that fact. Um, but anyways, like happy birthday, game, Josh. Thanks. That's really cool. It was the best gift I've ever gotten. Anyways, late game. Uh, yeah, Grayson Allen was really really good for Memphis in this one, and he came down. He's a ninety one percent free throw shooter, I believe. Oh God. Oh. I hope no one heard that because my voice just cracked. But uh, smoked both of the free throws, missed them, and then Luka were you smoking before the pod? What was that? That's you, not me. That's you. And comes down, missed both free throws, and then they call timeout. Luca comes up, makes the game winner. But yeah, really impressive. They needed this win to to stay in that seventh seed because you know big playing implications where they need to win one instead of winning two. But uh, yeah, uh, not much more I can say. Luca Magic came through. 
Uh, Josh, do you believe in the broadcaster jinx? <laughs> because it happened no. here. They, it, they, no. they put the graphic up. Grayson Allen. Uh, no, as long as Tony Romo is broadcasting for the NFL, it doesn't exist. The broadcaster jinx doesn't exist. It does. You also jinxed it, Lehman, in our group chat. You jinxed it. Well, yeah, but so I was so upset because they they managed to clock horribly the Mavericks. They were down by I believe it was uh, it was three, and they got Luca drove the basket with five seconds left, and he put up a, a shot. He makes one of the two free throws, so he choked the clock management, and then he also choked one of the free throws, and then they got bailed out, and then Luca hit an insane shot. And you got to give credit where credit's due in, th- in that sense. Um, big implications here. We had the Mavs complaining about the uh, play-in tournament. And now that they be able to avoid it, they're one game back from the Blazers, and the Blazers are slipping. Um, who gets that six seed? Is it Blazers? Is it Mavericks? I'm going to take the Mavs on this one. You never read the high hand? Why not? Josh? Front, run- front running per usual. No, I'll take Portland. You'll take Portland? They're gonna steer it back yeah. on track. I don't. The I don't have the uh, the schedules up, but I think uh, I think the Mavericks have a decently easy schedule uh, comparatively. Um, so that's gonna do it for that game. Uh, and the Nuggets' first game since the Jamal Murray injury, they beat the Heat one twenty three one hundred six, and they were quite impressive in doing so. Uh, five players scored fifteen points or more, led by MPJ, who had an efficient twenty five. George was texting me about it. Uh, Jimmy <laughs> only took eight shots in this one, and it was another case of not enough offense. Uh, what did you see here, George? Yeah, this I text you about this. I'm really I'm kind of worried about their ceiling at this point. You know, if they're absolutely fully healthy, I think that defense is going to be really terrorizing. But in a conference where, and especially right now, you're talking about Miami, Miami, by the way, right? Yes, I am. Uh, They're sitting like eighth, and I don't know if they can climb back up because they're dealing with a lot of injuries, and they're looking at first round matchups with either Milwaukee, Philly, and Brooklyn, and those have three really good offenses. I just Milwaukee. You say that, but I don't know if their offense can keep up. And Giannis is on a different level this year than he was last year. We say and, that every year. Okay, but they also have Drew, too, who's a way different piece they, that the Bucks have ever had in the playoffs. But getting back to my point, if they match up with either Brooklyn or Philly, I have I, I don't really have hope in their in their offense, you know, outscoring them. And I know their defense is great. It's one of the best if they're fully healthy, but the offensive struggles have been there a while. This hasn't been a like a slump thing. This has been since like February. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of nervous with them. I, I want to know what you guys have to say because I, I've been here for a little bit about their offense. Well, so before uh, I let Josh get, this is another game with that Victor Oladipo. I don't know how many he's missed in a row, but we talked about them last pod. And uh, I guess it's not just to kind of rest on back-to-back things. I think he's actually battling maybe a nagging injury. He uh-huh. hurt. He hurt his knee against the Lakers coming down from a dunk. Oh yeah, he tweaked it. Okay, so yeah, this yeah, it's still without Oladipo, so that raises their offensive ceiling quite a bit. Uh, Josh, where do you stand on the whole uh, Miami take that George had? I don't think that was uh, the reason they lost this game because I'm looking at the field goal percentage. Only two of their players shot under fifty percent, and that's Hero and Bam. Uh, Hero struggled bad. Yeah, but I think the Nuggets just played a good game. They kind of plugged in Monte Morris, who's kind of been their underrated backup point guard. He does a lot for them that we don't really realize. And they have Jokic, who's still a who can still be a primary ball handler. This team, it it sucks to say, or it doesn't suck to say, but it just it's not as bad without Jamal Murray as we think it is. Uh, because they're just so loaded. They just bring in the next guy. Obviously, his impact is uh, missed, but Monte Morris isn't a terrible 
uh, replacement uh, player. And then Nikola Jokic also picks that up. Yeah, we're going to see the death of efficient Nikola Jokic. He's going to – the triple-double is going to be up. The efficiency is going to be down. And I'll see suddenly uh, uh, two people shot under 50% for Miami. Don't try and hide Dwayne Dedman like that. One for four, 25%, your guy. Oh, my, oh, my apologies. That's Three players. Um, and then, yeah, you mentioned Monte Morris, kind of like their secret weapon. Another, another guy, PJ Doz, Dozier, who – Dozer, um, Mike Malone. He loves him. He like loves and Jermichael him. Green. Jermichael Green got big minutes today. And yeah, PJ Dozier, twenty eight minutes. Michael Jermichael Green, uh, nineteen. Who was supposed to be the Jeremy Grant uh, replacement didn't mm-hmm. work out like that. Um, but yeah, do you guys think? I mean, have you, have you changed your mindset, George, since last podcast about kind of the Nuggets? Because I think we had them as a first round exit last last podcast. Well, looking right now, they are playing the reigning champs come round one. So unless something changes, it might be that way. But uh, yeah, because I think Jokic is going to have to take on a lot more of the load that he was doing earlier in the season when uh, Murray was was uh, not being very well. And they, they were staying afloat. I mean, they were like seventh seed, but they eventually got back up to fourth and fifth seed. So I think he can do it. He's going to have to go back to that you know, 26, 27 point per game guy. I know he likes being at like 20 and facilitating more. So he can do it. Like you said, the efficiency is going to drop, but I think, I mean, it's going to be matchup permitting, but I don't think they're as bad as we made it out to be last pod. Uh, Josh, bring us home here and kind of give us your thoughts on the whole impact that Jamal Murray injury has them because you weren't here last pod. Uh, tell me kind of just what teams you have above them, what their ceiling is for the playoffs and all that good stuff. Ceiling is the Western Conference Finals. Nikola Jokic is just so good, and as long as they get efficient scoring from Michael Porter Jr. and Will Barton keeps playing a uh, two-way, I think that their sky's the limit. Uh, I'm a little bit less going to be less of a homer here. If the Lakers don't come prepared, the Nuggets could easily knock them out in five. Like this isn't even like a five. five. Oh. If they don't come ready, like we didn't, I haven't seen Anthony Davis play uh, at a super high level this year. He's been hurt the whole year. LeBron ages. I mean, obviously, I'm going to regret saying that, but you know, there's only so much he can do. If they don't come prepared, it could be five. Um, I do have uh, Jazz, Suns, Clippers, and Lakers still ahead of the Nuggets, uh, but I do think it is very possible possible they're not really out of the running they kind of just get knocked back a little bit so and you have them staying uh top six right they're not they're gonna yeah they're yeah they'll they'll stay in the area so we're kind of on the same page except for like the ceiling because i don't know i don't know if they can knock off the lakers in five but i'm not gonna let george respond because uh, we uh i'm not gonna let him (laughs) but he looks upset uh tend off wednesday uh, I do kind of want to do a speed run here to catch you guys up on the plan situation in the East. Uh, <laughs> for, firstly, uh, Hornets lost Hornets lost the Cavs uh, 103-90. They've now lost three in a row and are four and six in their last ten. Uh, they wore the five seed uh, last time we talked about them. We said they were starting without Melo and Hayward. Uh, now they're the eight seed. Um, are they destined to stay in the playing spot without Hayward and Melo? Yes. I don't know, only because it's a lot more. Oh, what? Can you hear that? I, I can't. I can't hear anything. No, You're not talking. but but George, there's a five game difference between where the Hornets are and where the Chicago Bulls at the tenth seed are. Well, no, I don't think they're going to fall out of the plan. I think leaving think them, they're are they going to fall into the plan? So the, the Miami, eight seed, New York Knicks, the, and Boston they're the eight seed right there. now. I was asking, yeah, do you see them being playing or top six? Because they're not falling out of the plan. I see them being playing only because right now they're missing a lot more than just Hayward and and uh, Lamelo. It's like PJ Washington. Uh, Rozier has been at hurt. Devontae Graham's not playing tomorrow. So it's, 
it's a lot and obviously like it's just also hard to say because in two weeks they can get those guys back and then boom after three games they're already up there but i'm gonna say playing for the sake of the argument anything there josh no i agree with him then i'll let you lead for this one uh raptors and wizards got wins while the bulls lost their fourth in a row and are now three and seven in the last ten and cherry on top they lost zach levine to covid uh protocols it's looking like 10 to 14 days uh, what do you make of this uh, ten seed race, Josh? I'll, I'll get. I'll give you the stats right now. As of uh, Friday morning, Thursday night, um, the Bulls are one game ahead of the Toronto and Toronto uh, Toronto Raptors, Washington Wizards, who are tied right now. This is tough. I mean, I had Toronto kind of taking out Chicago. Uh, I think I said that a couple like a, a couple mm-hmm. podcasts ago. Uh, I think it still stands. Both none of these teams want it. None of like we've been over this. None of these teams. Mm, Wizards on a two game win streak. I don't know. Maybe they uh, want. Yeah. Why not? Out. <laughs> no, I I I think uh, I was gonna say. Oh, them losing Zach Levine might uh, help them in the aspect that uh, Vooch is now the number one option. And then I realized that the Orlando Magic are sitting at 14 with those <laughs> results. So. Yeah, this is this is horrible. I think I think in like another uh, next segment or next podcast or whatever, this is going to be uh, Toronto or Washington over Chicago in the for the ten state. I think Chicago has just ended their season with this. And would you pick Toronto or Washington? Just you know, random question. <laughs> um, Toronto because Washington's oh, about uh-huh. to go on a three game losing streak. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> I have Washington um, because. I've had them all season. I kind of have to stick there. Swung and missed with the Kings. Uh, Got to ride the Washington wave. Uh, but that is Wednesday, and that is the East playing little wrap up there. Uh, Thursday, April 15th, only four games, if I uh, have, if my app's right. Uh, yes. Warriors beat the Cavs, 119-101. And Suns beat the Kings, 122-114. And with every Kings loss, I grow a little sadder. Uh, Nine-game losing streak. Uh, it's not the win six, lose six. It's lose nine, and we, uh, who knows what's going to happen. Free De'Aaron. Damian Jones got picked up by the Damian Jones got picked up by the Kings and then got abused by DeAndre Ayton. The guy oh cannot catch a break. Ayton has been very underrated this year. He he, he he's Paul, that floor raiser. If we did top ten centers, it'd be interesting. To see, I want to see where you guys would put JV and where you would put Ayton because they've been very underrated this year. Um, but yeah, first game we're gonna talk about from Thursday. Uh, Bucks got Giannis back and took on the Red Hot Hawks uh, and came away with the W final one twenty one oh nine. Giannis only had to play 25 minutes due to a 12-point Bucks halftime lead and had 15. Seven other players scoring double figures for the Bucks in a game that just seemed Ooh. really easy for him. Uh, Trey had a horrible game going 3-for-17. 3-for-17, yeah, you heard that right. But uh, Bogey picked up the slack as usual, 28. Takeaway from this one, so I'll start with George. Yeah, so uh, that that Trey uh, stat line you read was because Drew Holiday was his primary defender tonight. And uh, one of nine on seven of nine shots contested and five turnovers when uh, Drew wow. was guarding Trey. So he had him in absolute kick That's Drew? That, 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 that was the, uh, the Drew. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So of his 17, nine of the shots came on Drew, and he went one of nine from them. But uh, silver lining here, P.J. Tucker came off of the bench. Really, really efficient and effective for the Bucks. And if they can get this type of PJ Tucker, which we know him best, uh, he'll be really, really damn good for that defense. He was a plus 12. You know, I love the plus minus stats because his offense was just he had eight points, a few rebounds. That's nothing great. But 
his defense was really, really good, and they slowed down the Red Hot Hawks, held them to 109. Josh. I hate the way Trey Young plays basketball now. It sucks. This is this is not the Trey Young that we that we watched in college and in high school. Not even his rookie year, he was really doing this. Now he's just becoming like a foul hunter, and this isn't gonna work. Like this is this is a big thing that I guess we haven't really talked about. They're the fourth seed, but when they get to playing these like uh, tougher guys in the uh, Eastern Conference, like the head honchos, like that big three. Even Boston, like they're edge, like Marcus Smart and the defenders are educated enough. They're I would, not gonna I would take Atlanta. Boston over Atlanta in a heartbeat. Yeah, oh, in a yeah, I would too. I take Miami over Atlanta. Like the, the thing is, like these defenses, uh, especially with the high notions, they know what they're doing. And when Trey Young tries to do these foul hunting, like these ridiculous moves that won't work, they just crumble. For being a Steph Curry wannabe, Trey Young's sure doing the opposite of what Steph Curry is doing. Steph Curry has no help if we're going to go the George route. And Trey has Clint Capella 16 and 16, Bogey 28 on 20 shots, uh, Kevin Herter 16, 7 for 11. Solomon Hill gave him 18. And you, you can't. I oh hate gosh. Solomon Hill. Like, I you mean, know, if Trey Young makes no, Trey Young doesn't get free throws, him and Lemon Pepper Lou, same points. Ooh, That's ooh, not what we want. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Do you think this foul hunting thing will continue for one the rest of the season? And two, do you think it'll just drop it next season? It's, I hope it's he not does. working. It's well, not working his, at all. His foul hunting is almost as bad as his defense at this point. It's cringe. It's I know that the uh, the refs are trying to get rid of only primarily the, the, where you jump and then like flail to the side, which I know he does, but I know he likes to do that thing where he gets them on their hip and then just mm-hmm. falls forward. So I don't know if they're going to fix that, but I mean, it's going to get to a point where people are just going to get really pissed off by it and just, I don't know what they're going to do to try and stop it, but we'll see. I, I blame Chris Paul for it. Cause it was just due to that half court. Like you get the guy on his back and then you just like, fall forward. Yeah. yeah and it'd be, it'd be a, like a non-shooting foul. And now Trey Young's trying to get free throws out of it. And he's ruining this beautiful game. Steve Nash said it best. Steve Nash got him in his head. <laughs> uh, last game that we're going to talk about here, the classic Lakers, so, so, classic Celtics Lakers rivalry was tainted in this game where the score depicts it closer than it actually was. Final 121 113. Uh, Celtics had a 27 point lead. Yeah, yeah, wait, Mickey Mouse Celtics victory. Wait, wait. Yeah, Larry, Larry Bird's rolling in his grave. <laughs> Larry, what? Larry, what? When did Larry Bird die? What? 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 Huh? Uh, but yeah, I, I say that Celtics had a 27 point lead before the Lakers storm back to cut up to seven in the final two minutes. Uh, Lakers missing a lot of key pieces while Celtics missing Fournier. Still a good win for the Celtics and Jalen Brown, who had 40. Uh, Celtics has now won six in a row or at eight and two in their last 10. Uh, what say you, Josh? <laughs> Uh, this isn't this isn't a George, Danny Ainge good thing. It's a George, George, super cringe. Only two two starters for the Boston Celtics played over thirty minutes. Um, now this guy this this is kind of a loss. Uh, ooh, Kyle Kuzma, not good. We'll get into. We'll let George go go <laughs> to the Lakers. The Lakers on this we'll, one. We'll go, we even we'll said I like volunteered. Me and Josh are going to get the Celtics express, and we'll, you can we'll have George talk about the. the we'll, get, we'll let George talk about the Lakers Fine. side. Um, we talked about how good Boston can be if they make their shots, and the only and Jason Tatum kind of struggled a little bit, but he didn't have to do much because Jalen Brown missed three of his twenty shots. Uh, I, I like Boston is such a hot and cold team; it's really hard to gauge how hot, how good they could possibly be because sometimes I'm thinking like they can really just go like five out with certain lineups and just beat teams off their shooting, and then other nights it's like. 
wow, they need every single thing that's not named uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Like, they need everything to be retooled. It's very inconsistent. Uh, I don't really know how to gauge it, but we this is one of their better games. So I guess we can just take it with a grain of salt. Uh, Josh, are you a Tristan Thompson guy or Robert Williams the third guy? Uh, it depends on the matchup. I typically like Tristan Thompson for more regular season uh, matches, but Robert Williams is a very sneaky uh, package that pause that kind of he's like a Swiss Army knife for them. I would say. Yeah. So, so which one? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think they'll benefit more w- with uh, Robert Williams in the playoffs. Time, okay, that's the right that's the right answer. Oh yeah. Uh, they were missing out Williams third in this one. So I don't know who they prefer um, because I haven't seen Tristan Thompson him playing the same game. Uh, but yeah, Pritchard. It's just it, another Tice Thompson. We're going to see him start next to each other one, in the playoffs. One, one, one thing still, uh, not a whole lot of production from their bench, but six games in a row. Tatum had a 53 bomb. Jalen had a 40 bomb. Uh, Smart, Smart's finally playing good. Kemba Walker, four for seven. Give him a round of applause. Uh, and now, George, you have... 30 to 35 seconds if I feel engaged. I'm going to uh, get the under on this. I'm going to get the under. All right. So, yeah, shooting wasn't great for the Lakers. Wing defense, obviously, because Jason Tatum had a – not Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown had a 40 ball. And, you know, it, there's been some inconsistent play, but it, it also backs on the fact that so many guys are just moving in and out of the lineups on any given night. And then, you know, KCP's hampered. Uh, Dennis Schroeder's uh, grinding through an injury. So, I mean, this is just like get to the playoffs at max health and just hope that the record isn't a play-in game. That's that's really all we can do right now. He's praying to you, Zeus. Please answer it. Uh, But, yeah, that's the recap. Uh, Hit it right on the 30. Pretty solid recap. Uh, That counts as the halftime. Halftime for two reasons. Half of the show. George the half hooper. George. Bring us the news. So, yeah, pretty sudden and scary news uh, this morning. It was announced that LaMarcus Aldridge is retiring from the NBA due to a irregular heartbeat. And, you know, it's good that he chose health over, you know, potentially playing in the really bad situation that's going to happen out of this. And, you know, he was going through uh, some heart issues in San Antonio. I remember, like, in 2017, I believe he missed a few weeks. So this has pretty much been ongoing. And he kind of just chose that, you know, this is enough. I'm not going to risk it. So I kind of just, you know, I like to give flowers here. So what you guys would remember most from Aldridge, I know. I, I don't think he's going to – I said he'd make the Hall of Fame, but apparently not. But uh, I, I'm not going to go on the basketball side of this because with something like this, you don't really care about basketball about it. But, uh, yeah, just general thoughts on L- LMA. Uh, Can I just be – oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I want – are you going to say a memory of him? Because I have one I don't want to get taken. Uh, no, I was just going to be blunt and say no irregular heartbeat's going to get him his Hall of Fame flowers. Go ahead and say your memory. Go ahead and say your memory. Uh, the back-to-back 40 bombs on the Rockets in the games <laughs> one and two? Dang it! That's that was on Dwight, wasn't it? That was That's on the Dwight. best Marcus Aldridge moment ever. Just back-to-back 40 bombs for no reason. <laughs> it was a stupid patent fadeaway baseline every single time. <laughs> I think he had like like a like it one came down to crunch time. He hit a bunch in the clutch too. <laughs> he had a game winner or, or game tying shot. He oh my god! But yeah, um, I mean, I always remember Lamarcus for you know the, one of my favorite random teams is the starting lineup of um, Dame, Wesley Matthews, Nick Batum, Lamarcus, and Robin Lopez. 
that's one of my favorite random teams. Uh, it kind of fell apart when Wesley Matthews tore his uh, Achilles, and then they kind of all uh, broke up, and the CJ and Dame era started. But yeah, Lamarcus Aldridge. I mean, he's been in the league since I started playing, since I started watching. So you know, it's kind of weird to see a staple go like that. Josh, got anything? Or are we good to move on? Um, I like Lamarcus Aldridge a little bit younger because he honestly was in such a weird situation. He he got screwed over from the beginning of his career when they had Odin, Aldridge, and Roy, and all of them got hurt but Aldridge. And the one season that Odin and Roy were healthy, Aldridge got hurt, and that just sucks. So I I think I think he's a I think he's a Blazer, uh, like a Blazer legend, but I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, Dame Dame advocated for them to retire his number. I I would like that. I, I think I'm for that. Yeah, I because think that, yeah. it's Portland. Like. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. you know, who else they have? He was good around. for Portland. Like, there's no reason not to retire. Don't say who was who else was good for Portland. Okay, Bill Walton, whatever. Bill book, Walton, man. They had Clyde Drexler, Bill Walton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Move on. Go I'm next. just saying, being good for the Lakers and being good for the Blazers are two different things. As far Small as getting your jersey retired, retired. So, yeah. I mean. all righty. Uh, now moving on to positive news. If you're a Laker fan, and I guess you know a regular NBA fan, uh, Frank Vogel you know, stated. That uh, AD has been cleared for on-court activity. He said it's unlikely he plays in the next two games against Utah, but not out of the question. So a return is imminent. What? And they said he's probably going to get like a 15-minute restriction in his first few games. So I just want to know your thought process on this and how you expect him to be brought back, Lehman. Um, well, I want to start with this. As a Utah hater and Laker fan, are we losing both games? Or do you Pro- have us probably, I, I, I honestly don't even think I don't even think AD is going to play in those games. I think they're going to wait for the Dallas games after that. Oh, so you could torch Porzingis. Well, <laughs> um, I mean, I I do kind of. It's always weird seeing a guy have that. Mo- you said you said multiple games of fifty minute restrictions, right? At least for the fr- I I assume it's going to be fifteen for a few, two or three, and then incrementally raising it. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I'll, I don't. I'm not a doctor, but I I do know that. Uh, the Achilles is not something to mess with, and this that's why just this injury scared me. And you know, as long as long as he's healthy, I don't. I mean, just get him healthy. <laughs> Josh, he better not come back as a Disney, or I'm not going to be happy. And the Nuggets are going to beat us in five. <laughs> hey, maybe, maybe he'll finally make my top ten big men list. Maybe he will. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait till I have to have you guys apologize for leaving. We're not going to apologize. There's nothing to apologize for. There's, there's stuff to update. Because there's new information. Oh, I couldn't update mine. Y'all had to have me apologize. You updated it five minutes after you made your decision. <laughs> no new information that's came out. That's no new information. Anyways, anyways, I last one. A little bit of a little bit of a fun one. We obviously know our answers, but I don't think anyone on the pod does. Whoever for the four people that are listening, but you can pick one athlete, basketball, obviously, to have an injury-free career from beginning to end. Who are you choosing, Josh? Oh, I get to go first. Um, I'm going to go with my favorite player ever, uh, Tracy McGrady. Uh, he kind of got screwed over with a lot of injuries, especially later on in his career. And quite honestly, until like 2003, 2004, people were saying he's better than Kobe. Kobe even said he was better than Kobe because he was, he was he six did everything Kobe. he could do, but yeah, but two inches taller. So I'm going to, I'm going to stick Oops. with that. I think he could have done a bit more magic. Um, so my next door, do you want to go? Uh, yeah, you can go. I'll finish it off. Uh, I mean, Penny Hardaway, uh, the best player to wear number one for the Magic. 
I mean, he he was very, very good, and he was very durable. Oh, <laughs> he was very durable uh, until it just kind of all fell apart. He went from playing all 82 to 52 to missing a whole season. Then he's in Phoenix, then he's bounced around the league. He didn't really get, like, a cool redemption arc like a Jason Kidd where, like, you bounce from the league and end up on a title team. He kind of just wasted away. And, I mean, they gave him a cool 2K team, even though it's a 79 overall, the 01 Suns. And it's just – I honestly think that if he was healthy – he would have given a lot of like like players like AI a run for the money because he was an absolute bucket and he was kind of like an athletic Magic Johnson just the way that he was he he was the first person that was really able to copy being like a tall point guard like Magic and he kind of I don't know he was a lot of fun to watch and I think I mean maybe if he stays healthy maybe Shaq thinks about staying but they had their beef and he had the beef with the city of Orlando so I don't know for sure about that last one. So, yeah, mine is a pretty sad one, and I know Costa's going to be crying if he listens to this, but uh, Derek Rose, you know, he was the youngest MVP to ever win the award, 22 years old, and then fast forward the next year, tears his ACL in a game he shouldn't have even been in because they were up, like, double digits on the Sixers with a minute 30, but, you know, Tibbs has to got, run his guys into the ground, and then just f from then, he missed the whole, what, the whole 2012 season. I know people were, like, on his head about it. And then literally a month after he returns in the 2013 season, he tears his meniscus and then just never the same from then. And it, and it sucks because I'm not going to get into like hypotheticals, but I mean, some people said top five point guard ever top 10 was definitely a possibility. If he stays healthy, I mean, they could have won whoever knows how many rings in the West with that, you know, 2015 team with, or not 2015 with uh, Taj and Joe Keem. So it sucks. Cause I, 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 that was one of the first guys outside of Kobe I, I watched too. So it really sucks seeing him go through that. Yeah, I'll definitely, that one's the saddest just because he had so many, he had to like fully rehab, like, like torn meniscus. That's a full twice. rehab. He, he tore like it that, twice too. Like ACL just, once meniscus. what that does to someone's mental state. Like that's that. I don't know how he's still playing, honestly. Like, and like he's it, been, he's been like a, he's been putting up buckets. Yeah. He's, he's, He's a great role player right now. He, he's averaging, I think, about 14 right now. He was playing great for the Pistons, too. But I'll definitely give that's the that's the most intense one for sure. Just, you know, giving flowers, if you want to say that, as far as comeback story. <laughs> that's my uh, turn. Yeah, exactly. That's why I said it in uh, verbal quotations. Uh, is, that, is that all you got for us in the halftime report? Yeah, pretty pretty quick and solid one. Uh, Thank you guys. Before oh. we move to the last segment, I also think George is probably has the most impact. Because if he stays healthy, we might we might have a completely different era of basketball we're currently watching. I mean, if he knocked off Lamicky in the playoffs, who, who knows? If he beats, if he just never lets Steph Curry be the number yeah, one point guard, him and ever. Steph would have had an insane rivalry because it would have been two clashing styles. You would have had in the West, they're saying bring on the three point revolution, but Dero still lean, lean the league in points in the paint. That's a, that's that's what I always think about is like that. Um, but yeah. I mean, do you think T Mac like he never ran after the past the first round like healthy? Like, I think Grant Hill's like okay. more impactful name, as far as health wise for Tracy McGrady. player on those Houston Rockets team beside Yao Ming and Tracy McGrady, man, they had nothing. Steven franchise franchise Francis. He was, he was not on the one year they were really healthy. They went like they twenty seven games in a row. Come on, man. You know what? We've played the 2K game. Bobby Jackson's on that squad. Shane Batty is on that squad. <laughs> well, I know I could, I could name them for days, but that's not the segment. It's segment of halftime, and it's over. Uh, 
now we're going to end it off here. I uh, mentioned in the little intro, in honor of LaMarcus and uh, in honor, George didn't get to mention it, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Jordan's speaking for Kobe's Hall of Fame speech. Um, that'll be a nice little moment. Uh, we're going to make this last little section Hall of Fame themed. I'm going to give you guys some current players, and you tell me. Uh, we're not going to do if the league, if the NBA ended right now, if they'd make the Hall of Fame. Okay. You tell me if you think they're on pace to make the Hall of Fame. Um, I got f- six guys here that I think are locks. Um, Josh, we were talking about this before. Let me know if you don't think they're locks. I think George will agree with me on these. Uh, Braun, KD, CP3, Harden, Steph, and Giannis. Yeah, Giannis is definitely on it. Tr- yeah, I think if he's you agree with Giannis, up- Josh. Yeah. As a lock. I think the top five are locks, but Giannis is kind of, he's on pace for sure. Yeah. You think he's in the top echelon of like, he should have been the one below. Like he's not a lock, yeah. but he, yeah. okay. Well, yeah. I th- okay. Um, I think there's another guy who's uh, very much on pace, top echelon, uh, Kawhi. I think Kawhi's more of a lock than Giannis is for sure. I disagree. <laughs> uh, he's got deep poise. He's got finals MVP is the more important MVPs, but he's the greatest Raptor ever. And he was there for one year. Uh, Kyle Lowry is the greatest Raptor ever. I agree. I kind of forgot Kyle Lowry. <laughs> How can you second forget? Second and he looks the best Raptor. in their shorts. Second hey, yo. Uh, so Kawhi. Uh, yes, I would say so. Yeah. Okay. Embiid. Yeah. Gotta take into account health. So Gotta take into account a lot of things. I can't with that with the health, I don't know if I could say because he doesn't have the accolades or anything, but like do I think if he stays fully healthy, is he on the trajectory? Yeah, but with those injuries, I don't know. It's kind of weird for big men getting into the Hall of Fame because normally it's like you score 20k, you're in. Mitch Richmond is like the, the bottom tier. And NBA's better than Mitch Richmond, but it's weird for big men as far as that. Josh, what do you think? No, <laughs> He needs the Bill Walton year. That's it. Yeah. Where he sweeps the awards and then he could just get Andrew the rest of his career. Like, then doesn't matter. No, no. It's could have been the year if he stayed healthy. I'm going to say, yes, he's on pace just because Philly's my favorite to make it out of the East right now. Um, I think this, I kind of made them at order. So this one's kind of out of place. Uh, Melo Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because. Hall of Fame is also college, and he won a natty at Syracuse, so definitely. I think he, did he win two? One. I mean, he has two gold medals. Um, gold medals, and yeah. Um, Kyrie. On pace, yeah. Why do you? We knew it was on pace. Why'd you have to convince yourself? What do you mean? I, I on pace, yeah. I I keep yeah. like. In my head, I keep going. If it's ended right now, what would he need? But he's on. Well, what does he need? I think he needs. The he's ring. not. Get, he's not getting an MVP. He's not getting a Finals MVP. I think he gets a ring in the next three years. So yeah, so I paid. think he's a. I think he's a polarizing enough player, and he has enough stats individually. He doesn't mm-hmm. need the accolades as much, just because like he's kind of just like a key piece on important teams in NBA history. Yeah. I, mean, I think that's where he gets it. If and you he take gets, away I think he has gold medal too, doesn't he? Yeah, if you yeah. take away he's kind of like an Iverson type player. Like I mean, you take away skill I mean, Iverson being like the leader on his team cuz Kyrie isn't. Like he he basically has the same stats and he has the same cult following. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> Damian <laughs> Lillard. I don't know. I don't think so. I 
he see he doesn't have the accolades but he also has like the you know like the love and the i don't know like portland hall of fame sure but naismith <laughs> i don't i don't think so <laughs> he might be the greatest bla- when he when he retires he might be the greatest blazer ever but I, he's not on pace for the hall of fame um a disney all otherwise known as anthony davis I will say yes because I think he has an MVP and eventually a deep point, which he should have gotten. Plus, plus he has a college ring. When when is the MVP? When I think he, he can do it. it. I, I think, he I think it. his second half is going to really define him for his career. And his second half of his career, once Lamicky is gone, his first half of his career has been plagued by injuries. And you think as he gets older, that'll stop and he'll win an MVP? I mean, I okay. I maybe I'll. I think he'll get a Finals MVP, which will be just as good. But is, is he gonna win one without LeBron? I think. I think so. I mean, Rob uh, in Rob Palinka, we trust to get him a competent team. Josh, hey Disney, yeah or nay? Uh, on pace, he said yes for Embiid, but not AD. Hmm, interesting. That is AD, true. AD has way better accolades so far. Plus I will say, ring. yeah, he's on, he's on pace, but I, I think I agree run. with Lehman. Well, no. Um, I think Lehman hits it on the nose. His second half without LeBron is definitely going to make his uh, make or break his career for sure. But if it's the same thing that we saw in Pelicans, no way. Okay, so now we kind of get into the nitty-gritty. Okay. Um, and there's specific things you got to think about. Uh, Russ. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Jimmy Butler. Ooh. No. Ooh, 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 ooh. I don't know because I don't know if – I don't see him getting a ring. You don't have to tell us your thought process before. So, no. Okay, fine. Answer. No, thanks. Gee, okay, no. You can You can say the answer and then explain why. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> I don't know. I don't <laughs> – he, so is this guy the host? No, from both of you for Jimmy Butler. Yeah. yeah no. Um, Kyle Lowry. No, no, sadly not. He's in the same boat as Jimmy for me. Just like super, super, really, really good. Not great. Yeah. All right. Rudy Gobert. No, 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 no. He's no, gonna no, win no, three no, deep no, points. No, no, no. Three no, no. deep points. Ben Wallace, and he's not ben even Wallace in the Hall of Fame yet. He's, he's ben Wallace has one more, and he's not in the Hall of Fame yet. Ever. Ben Wallace I mean, has one more, and he's not in the Hall of what, Fame yet. I mean, what if he gets a ring? He's no, only twenty-seven. He won't get the finals MVP. Spider's winning the finals MVP if they win a finals. That's just how it has to be. Well, I thought he was more valuable than Spider as last year. Did you see what Spider did in the first round? 50, 45, 50. And he's not on Josh's top five shooting guards. So worst, worst, uh, <laughs> worst. how was he? If Ben Wallace is no way Rudy Gobert. Ben Rudy Wallace Gobert was the guy who stopped Shaq and Rudy to the ring. Six, nine, you know who stopped Shaq? The McDouble deal from Mickey D's. That's what stopped Shaq in 04, all right? I don't want to hear I don't want to hear someone stopped Shaq. I don't want to hear that. Ben Wallace did. He did. No, he didn't. 40 oh, he did. points and he's not. Watch the it. penny five savers games. to yeah, Wendy's. <laughs> stop Shaq. Five games. He, he has 40 five points games. and he's not in yet. Oh, Rudy God. with two is not getting in. All right, now we have some fun. Uh, Luca. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Zion. Yes. No. Oh. Okay. One guy I didn't really know where to put him. Probably in uh belonging to the upper tier. Uh, Joker. 
Yes. Yes. Just because he's so different. Yeah. And that I think he's going to get an MVP and eventually a ring. Okay. I'm confident. You got a lot of guys getting rings. You got you got predictions up to 2026? <laughs> I mean, dude, Jokic is only 26. He has like George 10 more years. He does have the history book. So I not... George has the sports almanac from Back to the Future, actually. It's all up here. <laughs> he has, Remember that. Ev- it's all up here. <laughs> he has everything up to 20, 2040, and UCLA I still sim- has no national championship. I simmed sim- it on 2K earlier. I got all of he them. Did all, he did all 80 years of the association. Uh, Trey Young. No, 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 no. He could score 25K. How do you keep that guy at the Hall of Fame? He's going to have no accolades. He's like, he's making the NBA worse with the foul hunting. Like, you know okay, how Steph Curry made the NBA like, you also need like, in a polarizing yeah. way. Uh-huh. Trey Young's just making exactly. it. <laughs> Steph Curry he's- made people think you should move the three point line back. Trey thinks you should move it forward. <laughs> um, last one, Mellow Ball. Yeah, let's this one's it. fun. Let's do it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, that was a little fun segment. So I think, what was the last guy you said yes to? Was it a Disney? So no, Jimmy, Kyle Lowry, Gobert. Um, as far we as like guys, who, we said yes to Joker. Joker. We say yes to Luca. Those were like uh, those like, were like the oh, fun throwing. Yeah. yeah. Joker yeah. should have belonged with it, like the Embiid's and stuff, but I feel I feel like Joker's 22 just because how he looks and plays and stuff. But he is 26. He's pretty mature. Um, look ahead time. George, did you remember? Uh, no, I didn't, but I just did. Uh, Clippers versus Sixers, 6 p.m. Oh. or 6 p.m. Central. I don't know what time that is for you guys. Four, whatever. But uh, yeah, battle of two right, of the yeah. top seeds in each conference. Just want to see. You know, Doc versus his former team. See what happens. It's it should be fully healthy, besides like Surge and a few other guys. But yeah, I'm excited for that one. For the viewers listening, don't let him fool you. Uh, he was reading off his phone. He did that was not off the dome. He, he did not guess. I was looking o'clock. for the time. I was looking for the time. Relax, Joshua. Uh, Steph Curry and the Red Hot Warriors are gonna head up. I should say Red Hot Steph Curry <laughs> and the rest of the Warriors are gonna head up to Boston in the Funky Bunch. <laughs> Face the Celtics. I like watching Marcus Smart guard really, really good point guards because that's fun. And watching Kemba just sit in the corner with the other guy that they put at the two is hilarious. Um, Big expectations. Both these teams have kind of been playing really uh, lights out offensively, so it'll be interesting to see who steps up on the other side of the field or if it's just uh, all offensive firepower and whoever just scores the most wins the game. Yeah, um, a lot of good games this weekend, uh, but only one right pick for look ahead. It's the next Pelicans, ESPN National TV, early game. Probably going to miss the whole thing, Sunday, 10 a.m. Uh, I do not have service. Oh, then, you're opening. Uh, you're opening for work, right? Uh, it, <laughs> is, is that Palm Sunday or is that some other time? Easter pass for a majority of the people. So, <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> yeah, George is special. His Easter Orthodox Easter is not until May. <laughs> well, uh, April 16th. Ha- happy Good Friday, everyone. Uh, that's going to do it for tonight's episode. Uh, thanks for watching or listening. And if you like it, make sure to follow us at THUbers Instant Twitter. I guarantee you'll get a response because apparently I'm never lacking without my phone. George has given up Twitter um, as far as our account. He's still subtweeting at NBA Mary, but the THUber <laughs> account is dead. Um, on Twitter, on Instagram, I, I got post notice on. I'll respond to each and every one of you as long as it's not asking if you can get on the podcast. Because, Frankie, I don't think StreamYard allows four people. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, thanks for being an OG. Uh, take care, everyone. And 